Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank. Hello. Welcome back. We are learning how to use our microphones over here. It's only been five years. In casual, <laughs> five years. Microphones in kindergarten and you do not know how to yeah. use it. That's what I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I mean, did, so did we, we started the podcast when you were pregnant or no, no it was right after. after. Yeah. I had nothing to do. I had time. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that that is actually kind of how it worked is that, I mean, cause I, I feel like I remember a recording where you were talking and you were like, so I'm supposed to be on maternity leave, but instead I just decided to work because you're, it was <laughs> you're like, I have it was boring. a lot of time, but you know, you, you have a really well-behaved child. So I feel like that's a big part of it. And I feel like she was a well-behaved baby. So yeah. well, and everybody's different. Yeah. Every time. child is so different. Just, like, I feel like there's a lot of other people that would, you know, their kid is probably like crying through the night and things like that, where she was just like, all right, I'm here. I'm a tiny human. I already know what I'm doing. I have my game plan. Fine. Yeah. She's pretty much, she's very much a mini you. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be some times where I'm like, whose child is this? Put her in, in the garbage. And then David's doing the shot this year in like March 14th. So a couple, couple weeks, weeks from now. Yeah. And he was going through some of his baby pictures in a slide and his like four-year-old picture. I'm like, Aww. oh, that's my child. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it yeah. in the garbage. Throw it in the garbage. Do not Aww, want it. I love it. So we are deep into February. Well, not deep in, but like halfway through, coming up it's on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, it's a holiday. I love this month. This month is just great. Black History Month and Valentine's Day. I'm really here for it. Things. Yeah, I used to not be into Valentine's Day, but I kind of love it now. And we had our Valentine's Day over we the weekend. Did. That was, was really fun. Very fun. Yeah, we checked out a new restaurant. Well, kind of new. It's called Domo, and it's in Dr. Phillips. So it's that particular one is new, but there's one. Um, yeah. across town where all the cool stuff is um, <laughs> on the other side of town from us. Um, so it was nice. Like it, I, they're finally bringing good stuff to like the Dr. Phillips area and like to the West side of Orlando. So it's West side is like lots of families, some like a lot of people with money and then like commercialized. Like that's like the three ways yeah. that I would describe it. Whereas like the East side of Orlando, which if you visit Orlando, you're coming to the West side, but like the East side of like central Florida is where all of the like local stuff is. Like you have your artists and your shop owners and your restaurants and everything that like really makes Orlando Orlando. But we have to like drive a bit to get to that. And I know like if you're depending on where you're coming from, that might not sound like, Oh, it's just like the other side of town. No, it's an hour. It's yeah. basically like going to another world. Um, it's like a solid hour, but now they're starting to finally bring like more local spots to our side of town, which I love. Um, so, oh. and oh, we had ramen and it was so, so filling. Good. Oh my God. I'm thinking about it all. I know. I literally went to Whole Foods the next day and I was supposed to just buy like beet powder for my smoothies and ended up buying tons of stuff to make ramen. Cause I was just in that, like, I shouldn't have gone. It got me in a tomato mood because we like... Almost everybody got the vegan ramen, and yeah. um, it had roasted tomatoes in it. And I very like I'm not a big tomato person. Mm-hmm. I just don't think about buying them often. And I was like, okay, so we just went to the store, bought a bunch of tomatoes, and been making tomato. Dishes. Meanwhile, like I eat tomatoes like apples. Is that weird? They're, I mean, they're good. Like I, okay. I just don't. You know what do I mean? Do you eat them like apples? Of, like we eat them? Yeah, just, like, yeah. Plain. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. so good. I feel like some people don't do that, but. 
oh man, like I could just bite into one. They're just delicious. And I like them every way. I've never had a tomato I don't like. And no, what's that life? Yeah, that's sweet life. potatoes on the other hand. Ugh. Oh, sweet potatoes. <laughs> Can't relate. But anyway, so today we're going to be talking about three tools that we use for our business and that we're going to be using going into 2020 and going into this next decade. And I feel like last decade, there were so many like new software programs and new tools that were coming out like online or through our computers or apps or whatever. And it was kind of like overload. Like everybody would hear about something new and they're like, I'm going to try this new thing or I want to do that. And they would think like if they just get that one more thing, then they'll be a better business owner. Right. Then they'll be ready to start their business or whatever. So we saw a lot of that. And it was almost like instead of being productive, it's like you're spending all your time just focused on that instead of actually like doing the work. Right. Um, so I, I know a lot of people going into this decade and going into 2020 are talking about like simplicity, streamlining their processes and things like that. So obviously we've both been, you know, business owners for well over a decade now. So we really do have like a good idea of what works for us and the things that we do. And I think we've pared down like our systems a lot over the years and tried different things. And I'm honestly like at a point where I'm just like, there's not like, I'm not interested in trying anything new. I'm not really looking for anything for anything new. I of course always believe that over time as your business evolves, you evolve like what you're doing. But like right now, like everything I'm doing, I'm going to be doing solidly for this year so I'm like there's really no need to add anything like new and when I do hear about something new I'm always like that's cool but like let's wait till it's around for like three years before I jump the yeah because a lot of times these things literally people will be like oh well so and so is having a lifetime thing and if you pay x amount then you get them for life and I'm like okay but what if they're not a company for life I feel and I probably might eat my words on it but that's how I feel about affinity and like it's suite of design programs and tools like everyone's like I switched to affinity and then they sent like so many emails and promotions about using their software because they're very much like the adobe competitor and yeah i can't relate i'm sorry i'm not a cute i mean like you're kind of forced in it to it a little bit with creative cloud but i don't the in browser design experience is no go for me it's not like i just i'm not in love with affinity i don't really and so everybody's like yeah it's the best thing that's gonna happen i just genuinely cannot see this system of tools be Having around like that longevity in the, the longevity for a very long time yeah. just because it has a lot of early adopters and a lot of noise doesn't necessarily mean it's a great tool maybe good for you and again i can mm-hmm. be wrong like it like coming like adobe could be shut down and i'll be like oh i guess i gotta use it now <laughs> yeah but but, I, but until then it's like and there's just know. too many different competitors now yeah if it was just adobe versus affinity it'd be one thing but there's so many different tools so i just yeah it's just sit like hold tight if you like something then yes adopt it but be like vigilant just be wary and be wary if it's a it's a company that's like less than a year old or even like less than two years old and they're saying buy a lifetime whatever right right. because i've seen so many people like shell out thousands because they're like oh well it's a lifetime you know membership but i'm like and then the company's open for like five months or five five years which like if you're going to be a business owner for 30 years that or more, that lifetime like, is short and it's not a good lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just, you know, take things with a grain of salt and make sure that you're working on simplicity and productivity and not just like having tools to keep you busy. But anyway, so I'll go ahead with my first one. So my first one is just really simple, easy, and to the point, and that is DocuSign. Um, 
I, I feel like I'm going to sound like an ad talking about it. I'm not getting paid to talk about it, but it's just, I but use they it. Can so they can pay us. Yeah. I use it. It's just so to the point. And the thing is, is like, I do a lot of different things, right? So I do branding, I do photo work. Like I work with, um, social media and influencers and such. So the, all my documentation is like very different. And even within those, like, you know, uh, different areas, like things change, like yeah. what, like what's going to work contracted for one person is not necessarily going to work for the other. So what I love is it allows me to change like specific things that I need to change quickly right. and efficiently, and then just get it out and get it signed and have everything in one place where I have copies of everything. And then because I'm just like really extra about it, I do print out solid copies that I keep, um, right. at home, but I, I haven't ever really needed to use them, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, everything is just there. It's easy, and it's just easy to edit, easy to use. I've never... This is like maybe the one software, the one thing I use that I've never actually had a client be confused about. Because <laughs> honestly, even like like the gallery that I send photos with their clients, yeah. are like, I'm confused. And it's to me, that's like the easiest thing that they it could use. But it literally, like DocuSign is the one thing that no one has ever been like what is like how do I do it like it's just I send them it's very straightforward and they realize how to do it and they just do it so yeah I love DocuSign and it's really cheap it's like I don't know I think it starts at like nine dollars a month or something like that so it's super super cheap super affordable and I feel like if you are starting a business or if you already have a business like you need to have something some way for people to sign documentation um electronically Yes, electronically. It doesn't matter, like, what your situation is, what you're doing for a living. Like, you need to have those documents and you need to have them signed. And, like, I know some people go years without using contracts and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, I haven't had any issues. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? It's the one time that you do have an issue that you wish you had it. Like, that's, you know, we use them for everything else in life. Like, so I don't know why people think, like, when it comes to their business, like, oh, it's fine. No idea. Yeah. I was telling you about my client who had worked with somebody that I knew in the industry and didn't like the work. And I said, okay, well, go back and refer to what your your contract said. And she said, oh, she didn't sign a contract. And I was very shocked that this person who gives advice to other business owners mm-hmm. is in their 40s doesn't use contracts and I was very confused I was like oh my word that's red flag like do not work with somebody who does not give a contract yeah Um, it's it's so dangerous on so many levels and it's like again it to me it reminds me of like a seatbelt almost it's not for every single time you drive it's for that one time that something goes wrong and that's what a contract is it's like you're, you might not use, like, and I mean, it just depends on how you work. Maybe you will refer to it constantly, because some people definitely do. But, like, for a lot of people, once you sign it, that kind of might be the last time you're looking at it while you're working right. with that client. But the one time you need it, you're going to be so thankful it's there. So put on your seatbelt, sign your contracts, hand out your contracts, and DocuSign is a really great and easy, simple way to do that. I so. have not signed a contract like not from my bed or car in so long. I don't use DocuSign. I use HelloSign, which is the same. Um, but yeah, I can't remember. Like it's been like four years, five years that we've been using HelloSign. And I am in the car. And I'm like, oh, gotta sign a contract real quick. Like, yeah, I never had to go to my printer and be like, let me print something out and then let me sign it and let me scan it and let me yeah. send it back, which is what we used to do because we're old and that's that's how you how did it, it back in the day. But when I started out in weddings, that's how we did it. I mean, we yeah. used to drive to like. 
people's offices and come yep. with like a solid contract and be like, okay, sign it, and then I'll sign it, and then I'll yeah. scan it and get back to you, and then I can send you an invoice. I can sign a contract to my car, send an invoice at the same time, like it's just so hanging easy. out. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my ne- my system, my first one is ClickUp, and we didn't. I mean, we weren't recording when we switched to ClickUp. Maybe we did have a lost episode somewhere. I don't know. There's like two episodes that have floating around and maybe they'll be released at some time um, between like the past two years that we did um, but ClickUp is very much we switched from Asana to ClickUp as our project management tool just because we needed something that was a little bit more sturdy and a little bit more robust and mainly because we wanted to uh, just plug into all the other tools that we're using I'm very much a systems person I am unlike Charisma I have to try a lot of other systems just because I recommend them to clients a lot of time in our consultation about what they need to use to be more efficient in their offices. So I have to consistently be trying different things. So ClickUp is what worked for us. A, dark mode all day. I do miss my unicorns when I click something's done. Like Asana's little unicorn. Easter egg was my favorite thing and I miss my little unicorns. You love dark modes on things. I love everything is in dark mode. And so does John. And like, I hate dark mode. Like my Instagram is like the light. I can't relate. And literally it's like, cause I help John with Instagram stuff and I go in and like switch his background because I I just can't, I just can't look at it. And yeah. And then he'll be like, ah, you made it terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. I like, I see a screenshot of Twitter and like regular, well, I'm like, who are you? monster <laughs> regular daytime Twitter. Like, and that's how I know how much you guys love it because because of David's screenshots tweets. yeah, yeah. His screenshots we, and stuff that like tweets in and Instagram and stuff. and I just like the the they're very inexpensive the pro is inexpensive and cost and Asana is very expensive don't get me wrong but for what you get with click up it's more robust and you can communicate with the sales team and they're very open to negotiating and give you an offer that works best that's for your awesome. team which I like uh, the way the spaces are set up. I just like all of the different features that we get for reporting and just tracking everything that we do because we're doing 95 different things, just having an eye on everything in one place. That just works for me. And I just like the way it flows better. And I also use Ripe, which is another project management tool with some contract um, companies, which I also would recommend over Asana, to be honest. Ripe is a little bit more pricey. It's more like a, it's kind of set up to be a base camp competitor more so than an Asana competitor, but it's very much like Asana and Click, which all of these systems now look the same. There's very much, very little difference in the way you log in and you look and you see tasks and like Mm -hmm. the sidebars. It's very easy to understand. But what I like about Ripe is that it does have like live file commenting for the, some of the things that is very similar to Envision. Yeah. So it's very easy collaboration to upload a file and then everybody starts talking and different things. So it could be like a spreadsheet. Yeah. I use Envision like Working the, yeah, as a right, project right. manager, yeah. working for other people. Yeah, yeah I use so. Envision all the time for prototypes and everything. What I like about Rike is that it's not just for design prototypes; it's for every, and then it integrates into the Word suite, the Microsoft Office suite. So then you can easily just live edit documents as you're working on with people and things mm-hmm. like that. So I like Rike for that, but um, Rike is too expensive for me, which is why my clients pay for it. I'm not there yet. If I had to choose between two, I think I still would stick with ClickUp just because it's a smaller team and kind of like yeah. empowering other people. And I've been preaching and evangelizing everybody being like, hey, I know I told you all to use Asana like five well, minutes ago, say. I was but like, not telling you all to switch I to ClickUp. I hope people know how, how great, Cl- I don't use ClickUp, but yeah. I will endorse it based off the fact that Asana used to be your Bible. Yes. So it I'm was like, my if Bible. you're like, it was you used my Bible. to be, like, I ended up using Asana because you right. used it. And I was just like, God, I hate, like, I hate it. 
not that it's bad. Yeah. I just hate it because I'm just like I don't want anything else. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm like too many yeah. And um, so but I learned I actually learned to use Asana because you were so obsessed with it, and then it ended up helping when I was doing project management for other people. Yeah. So like it was actually a really it's a, it's still an amazing tool. tool. It's yeah, so great. but the fact that you're like yeah, ClickUp is better. It just shows like how great that is because anybody mm-hmm. that's listened to the podcast in the past before, I know they've heard you talk yes. about Asana because you, know, you have talked about it, it before. Be I think yeah. also the the issue with Asana is that it's gotten so big so fast because it was the base camp competitor. Like it really yeah. was base camp free camp Asana and Asana came out with this beautiful design and very easy to use and integrating all these tools that we all use using Google Drive and Google Docs and all those things. And we're like, why would we pay so much money for Basecamp? Honestly, I've logged into Basecamp recently using another client thing. It looks the same. It has not evolved. It's very much the new Basecamp is outdated. It's yeah, just, it's, it's the not same. the same as on a competitor level. Mm-hmm. So for having Asana to be that person to kind of disrupt them, and there would not be a ClickUp, there would not be a like if it was not for Asana. Like if it's not for Asana yeah. coming in, changing the way we use project management tools for that everyone, all small entrepreneurs can use, or small even in your household you can use Asana. I know a lot of people who use those, or I know people who are like into Trello. Not for me. I don't like boards. I don't like looking at board views. But there is a board view option in ClickUp, obviously. Ah, interesting. Everybody has That's to smart. So basically merging Trello and Asana, right. which, yeah, a yeah. lot of people were either or and very exactly. strongly opinionated. Exactly. And I, again, I, because of, like, working with other people, I had to work with right. both. So. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, again, So that is nice that it kind of has yeah. that for everyone. And it's small. It's not, like, for heavy, like, you can use it for dev teams and different things. And there's a lot of different features where it's, like the status of the projects and everything. Because I know people who are like, well, I work for Jira because you're a developer. I get it. I know Scrum. I like all Agile. I understand that you cannot replace something as powerful as Jira as well. But if you're a small person, you don't have Jira money, you don't have that kind of money, try using ClickUp and customize it to your needs. And you can work with the team and they'll help you customize it so it works for you. Because I feel like they change features all the time. And I get an email like, hey, something's new. I have time. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, everybody should just try it out and try out. There's free mode, obviously. There's paid modes. It's very easy to use. And the design is nice. I like the UI. And it's easy to use for me. So that's my number one. All right. So my second one um, would be Drive. So that's like Google Docs, Google Drive, all like the whole suite. Honestly, I use all of it so much. So first of all, like it's free, which is to me like mind blowing because yes. I'm just like how are you free when you literally do so much for me <laughs> so I how it, are you free I don't under, I don't get it so I work with so many different people right so um, not even like just clients but like all the contractors right. I work with and stuff so it's really great because I have a folder with each of them and within that folder it'll have kind of like like the base policy so like things I don't like want to remind them of all the time all the time if they need like you know just kind of like the basics of like what mm-hmm. to expect with our working almost like a working contract right. but it's like more of like a live document type of thing so that's in there and then like the different clients that I'm working on with them or the different projects I'm working on with them will have individual folders inside of those as well yeah. um, and we'll deliver everything from you know graphics to images to copy whatever like we'll share it there and then of course we have that option as well of like commenting back and forth on things um and doing it in real time which is super helpful like on friday i have a call with a client and we're going over um like her business plan and we're going to be on her on a google doc like basically going back and forth we'll be talking but we'll also be like like writing it and doing that like yeah live so it just does so much for me um and yeah i just i the storage on is great like you i have so much in my drive like it's 
bananas. Like, I'm very surprised they haven't run out of storage. I do try to, like, go in once a month and, like, clean it up. Um, I have a backup drive with a different email address that I put, like, older client stuff that I still do want to keep and have on hand, but I really don't need like to actively have and it's like no one's gonna ask right. basically no one's gonna ask me for it. like the client is not gonna be right. like I need this but it's something that I right. like I'll need yes. I want certain past projects to look at to review for a different reason so I have a backup drive where I keep those things so that helps me keep my drive again it's still there's a lot on it but it's I haven't run out of room yeah. so yeah it's amazing and then what's nice is like I feel like it's very much like something that I feel like it's a it can be a um like project management system in layman's terms. Does that make sense? It's like no one, like a lot of times when you're dealing with like clients and stuff, they're like, what's that? What's this? I'm confused. Like I've never heard of these things. Um, Whereas like with Drive, like they've normally used a Google Doc in some way. You know what I mean? Like even if it's not something they do all the time, it's like most of them have Gmail. You know, like it's very rare. I met somebody yesterday that does not have Gmail. My mind is blown. He's like never yeah. used it. He's never, never used it. Used That's it. so weird. And so he did not understand one yeah. of the features. And I was, I was so gonna say confused. like most people, especially like millennials, whether it's young or old millennials, um, spanning the entire generation have Gmail. Right. So or have one Gmail account. So it's like it's not like a huge reach for them to be able to use it. Sometimes they might be like. Well, I'm a little confused, but I think that anybody that grew up, like, in our generations, like, working on a computer, right. it kind of mirrors that whole, it's like, oh, here's your folders, here's your doc. It's like, if you've used Word before, yes. which majority of us, again, in this age group have, like, then it's really not something I need to explain to clients. Um, and most of it is just very, like, intuitive, right. similar to, like, a Mac system or whatever. It's just, it's not really something that, again, anybody that's spent any amount of time on a computer, you really don't need to go over those basics with them. Um, so that's that's great because with a lot of other things I find that I like especially because a lot of like a lot of my clients have been you know photo clients and stuff and they are not into the like they do not know and I work with a lot of brand new entrepreneurs brand new bloggers like that's kind of my target market is someone that is like brand new to the scene and then like little baby yeah like so it's like everything is like new to them and then we'll you know continue like a working relationship but I often get those people that it's like everything is new to them and they really do need stuff explained so it is really beneficial for that but yeah I love it it's free it's organized I love that it works with like my calendar and everything else in my life is just like synced up and easy it's so funny because throughout the years like i've heard rumors of like oh like they're gonna make it a paid service or oh they're gonna get rid of it i don't know who starts these rumors but it's really stressful to me if they would ever get rid of it if it became yeah if it became a paid service i 100 percent would pay for it um but yeah like i i don't see myself ever not using it to the extent that i use it to now i think i will always use it on this level and it always be like a huge part of my business and honestly like my life like like you said like sometimes we use these organizers for our lives i use um like the the google drive to plan my travel right. my, like my personal yes. travel um so you know when we went to europe like i planned all yep. that in there like yep. everything i planned in there and then i just add john to it so mm-hmm. that he can see stuff we also keep um, like grocery lists that are yeah. our like overall list. Like we'll make week to week lists, and we'll just normally like do general, that. Like, yeah, like we'll do stuff things. in like note sections and mm-hmm. stuff. But like kind of like the stuff that it's like it's always going to be right. this. We keep all of that in there, and and just like future plans, I keep my budget stuff in there. 
Oh, it's just a godsend. I love it so She's much. She's praise hands for those who Like, I literally it. am. I'm just like, hands. I'm like, I'm up in praise hands because it's just, the system has just worked so well for me. And I, I, I'm just so shocked it's free. Like, I don't understand. Like, I do, I genuinely do not understand. Can't really. I pay for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we also, I mean, obviously we use Google Drive. I feel like that's something we've been talking about for years. We were people who started out with box.net. Switch over to Dropbox, left Dropbox for Drive. Oh, remember it. Dropbox? It's still oh around. It's very I know, cute. But it's, it's like, um, I haven't thought about that in a long I think time. I think it because I like, have somebody send me, people send me a Dropbox link sometimes, and I'm like, oh yeah, Why? what's been going on with Dropbox? And then I'll go back and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. I, my Dropbox, I have like three or four yeah. Dropboxes that are full. Same, I should same. go through them because there's same. probably funny stuff in them. Yes, and so they're like synced to my computer. I always remember when people would like be really like, oh my god, you have to like, join through my link because I'm trying to get that extra storage. Yes. So that was always like the right. thing. Oh, yes. Like, remember yes. that? Yes. Like, yes. I had a cousin. I maxed out on extra storage. Yeah, I had a cousin that. and, like, I didn't sign up through his link and he was like, come on, man. I was like, I'm no sorry. Worries. That was very much good <laughs> social sharing. That's such a good idea. Yeah, Google, yeah. Google Drive for life. Um, we use it through T Suite for our seven-hour stuff. I use it for my personal. Like, I have, like, five or six Google Drive accounts just because I have five or six different yeah. Google accounts. And I was say, and that is one thing is I do is I keep them separate yes. for Yes, the things. different things that I do. So it's like I have one for branding, I have one for photo, and I have one for Kismet, and they're separate. And then right. I have a personal one that has like travel right. and, and things like that that John gets like linked in yes. on. But it's interesting because even amongst those boards, there's different people linked to different folders. Yes, and all everything. the time. I and then different in. stuff in my sh- like share with me, like yes. different stuff in there too. I'll so. like go in and I'll be like, oh, this is something that I did my friend from like 2013 that's still yeah. in there. So she still has access to it or whatever. But yeah. highly recommend if you're not on Google Drive for some odd reason. Again, I think it's the easeability of accessing your mm-hmm. things mobily and I think we're living in an on-the-go world and we're going to talk about that a little bit later this season a lot about traveling and everything but um just having things on your phone and being able to access the file again I've been in my bed I've been in my car I've been in an airport I've been on a plane mm-hmm. where I've gotten an email saying I need access to this or what happened to this or where's the slow yes. or whatever and I can just yes. copy and paste a link and send it to somebody mm-hmm. and they can download it immediately without me having to have, like I never panic about not being able to access my files because Absolutely, they're always because they're all in the cloud. Easily there, yeah. yeah. So I recommend um, Slack, which is my second one, which is not a new thing. Like everybody's been using Slack. If you have a job, nine times out of ten they have a Slack. If you've done a conference, they have their personal Slack channel. It's very much like communication between large groups of people. There's kickback from Slack, as some people are saying. It's a productivity like hindrance if it's too busy or too big or you're too like addicted to it. I don't have any issue because. I went David and I in my Slack. And then the, all the other channels, I just mute them more, ignore them until yeah. I need to pop in. Um, work camps are very much using Slacks for communication about the events, and it's a good way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like Slack just for our company because it, we tied into our Google Drive and our ClickUp. And at the time, it was Sana when we were using it. And so when we update file, or we have conversations about projects in there, and we could literally be in the same room. Yeah. And be like, I just put it in Slack. <laughs> and then yeah, he'll yeah. go in and look back, and then I can just hashtag comment to ClickUp. And it just automatically sends what we said into ClickUp so that it's in the project. So if we want the client to see it, mm-hmm. they have access to it without having to come in to create a Slack then, channel. Exactly. Because managing Slack, so that's something that people do is manage Slack channels for different clients. And I've worked and co-worked with some people on projects to do that. I don't find it, it's not my preferred method. I don't want to talk to my clients in Slack. I don't want them to have access to me all day. I don't want them to tag me anytime. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say that's that's like where that's where. Yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah, much yeah. like eh, I don't no. use it for clients. If yeah. we ever needed to, obviously when we have team members come on, we'll put them in the channels that they need to because not everybody has access to all the channels. But mm-hmm. I just 
like the ability to take what we're talking about and then post it where it needs to go or have access to files that I share with David, it automatically goes into our Google Drive yeah. folder on Slack so that way he knows like, hey, okay, this is there. I can easily work on that. And that helps a lot with contracts. If I'm in a meeting somewhere, I can say, hey, could you upload this contract to work on this? And you can do that and we have access without disrupting my day. And I'm very much like a, I'm working on so many things right now. I'm too busy to be distract or have something disrupt so having something that works seamlessly with all the other things that we're doing has been so awesome for us and again it's just a couple of us on slack it's very much me and him right now on a regular basis just because we that's what we do and I also want to keep work stuff separate and that was a bigger yeah. thing is that even though we have three or four different messaging tools that we use to have well yeah because you think about it, it's like if you and David are texting and right. like you're just like texting in your actual right. text about like work stuff and then you're texting about your child right. and you're texting about like dinner and then it's like you have to scroll it's through what did they say about this project or whatever. Exactly. it's like it doesn't make any sense so we like, just put all work stuff in Slack because it used yeah. to be we put all work stuff in email but yeah. then the issue is I'm not gonna tell you how many emails DVR has on in his inbox. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna shame him. But every time he opens his Gmail or gets wow. his computer, I like I str- you, like I have panic. You put him out on front street. I right mean, here. No, I don't think any human would be surprised by it if you've <laughs> ever met this man. If you look at him on Instagram, if you just go to his Twitter, he looks like somebody that got a lot of emails, and so he does. And so I don't want things to get lost that are imperative. I also yeah. just don't wanna I'm like, unless it not needs to be an email. Needs, yeah, not everything needs to be Just short communication could be a conversation. Yeah. Or if we're collaborating on a document or a design or a project, it's very easy. That doesn't require an email. We can just say, hey, did you see this thing? But like, there's sometimes mm-hmm. things are broken on sites where I can be like, hey, there's this bug. And then I send him the comment and Slack, attach it to a new task and click up so that way he knows yeah. where all that lives. I love it for conferences too, like you said. I think it's really great. Right. Like any sort of like creative group. But right. it's something that you don't necessarily want to have, like, an ongoing email thread or right. an ongoing text thread, something like that. It's really great for, like, just that specific interaction. Versus being in Facebook. Because I do like Facebook groups, but what I like about the Slack channels that I am in, it's one, it's not on Facebook, so I don't have to log on Facebook to see it. Yes. Don't want to. <laughs> don't need oh it in my life. But also the ones that I'm in are very active. So oh, I so they're, they're more they're to, going, the, right. to the point. Yes. Because I feel like with, with Facebook groups, everyone and their mom wants to join and then everyone's not actually right. active in them or giving like it's a lot of information that has sitting. to do with yeah it's like a lot of them are like a lot of like hey you know do you want to come in a buy this like people selling or like b i'm hiring right. things like that and it is great for that but it's like i don't feel like there's like the actual exchange of like communication and ideas happening right. on a regular basis i feel like users of slack understand the community aspect a little bit more mm-hmm. whereas with Facebook you have to do a lot of community management and maybe we'll talk to a community manager and have somebody on that talks about community management Yeah, just because that's a lot of it's a job and I don't think people are understanding all these community management jobs are showing up for different brands, different companies but the way you have to manage community especially on Facebook it's a platform that requires like a lot, it's just like the old school message boards mm-hmm. where anybody can join in and you think yep. because names are there that people know anybody's anonymous, it's just the wild west so yeah. where Slack is a little bit more, the user base is more tech friendly and they understand yeah, not just filling it with fodder and just talking about nothing so. So my last one is kind of like a two for one but you know they're both very important. So basically, Pixie Set is something yes. that I have always... I've been using in my business for a really long time. Um, it's basically a tool that helps me get clients... Or get 
photos to my clients in a way that's like very beautiful Mm -hmm. and very streamlined and very easy um so yeah it's a very straightforward thing i always tell clients like you're gonna get a gallery you're gonna get an email from me it'll have a link to a gallery and it will um kind of look like a pinterest board is what i tell people it's really pretty and so it's like they can download all they can download individuals if it's someone that's going to get prints from me they can like certain things and so i've used this for years and years for like my wedding clients but like now i also use it for like branding clients and everybody else um portrait clients because it's it's just so pretty. Yes. So it's like, even if I'm taking photos of your product, like, why not get it in, a in this gallery. beautiful gallery right. rather than, like, back in the day, I feel like it would have been more, you know... Um, photo bucket. Yes. Like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, like, bucket. it had just been, like, things like that. But I still like the, like, presentation of it and everything. It's very easy. And, like, literally, like, you download it, you pick the cover, like, it, it just has, like, a very clean, like, aesthetic. And very then you minimal. send the email, like, right from there. So I love that. And then the other thing would be Planoly, which I use for social media planning. Um, there are so many different things out there for social media planning. Um, I just like Planoly because it's clean. It's to the point, like, it doesn't break any of the Instagram rules, right. which I think is important. Because a lot of people are like, well, this one lets me do this or that or whatever. But... The thing is, is, like, Planoly doesn't break the Instagram rules, so I know that Planoly isn't going to get, like, shut down. Right. And they've consistently, like, been within the guidelines yes. of Instagram, which I think is important. And Instagram's guidelines are always changing, so they make it their job to, like, know them and to make sure they're operating within them. Um, so, yeah, so I use it to plan for my own feeds and for other people's feeds as well, and it's always what I tell clients to use as well because um, it's just easy and... I don't know, like, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, I'll hear somebody that's like, oh, I don't like it. And I'm like, I, I truly don't get it because it's just so, like, basic looking. Like, right. I just don't, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't like the interface. But some people like busy stuff, I guess, so. After hearing about Everybody Rape and, like, review about Dubsado, and we tested it, and I was, like, literally going to throw my computer out the car. Like, it's yeah. so clunky and it's so, so everybody, everybody and loved every it. single human loved, loved Dubsado that is in like a creative I think that some people world. think that like if you look at a software or program and it is super busy and has a lot of like buttons right. and blah blah you think that it's doing more for you but it's often not it's also just it's often like so like busy and convoluted that there's just like right. no rhyme or reason for everything um so that's why i like it because it's just you know like plainly gets to the point like how much do you really like need like how many buttons are you know like i just need to see like my feed what the plan is so. be able to write it be able to have it remind me and call it a day like yeah and then it does have options for stories i honestly have never explored that um <laughs> I do, like, curate sometimes. I'll, I'll curate my stories to an extent, but I, I haven't gotten to a point where I load them in there because, to me, it just hasn't really been, like, necessary. Right. Um, but, I mean, if you I'm are... sure we probably will with this podcast. Yeah. So. I think... Actually, <laughs> yes. I was going to say, that would be something right. I would use it for. I like my stories for, like, my stuff and for yes. business stuff to be a little bit more personable. More. Yeah. So, right. it's like... While I might, like, edit a photo or something, it wouldn't... It's not going to be, like, such a... Uh, You're not doing, like, a whole presentation video. Yeah, exactly. But for this, like, for the podcast, that would be something I think that that would make sense. Because, you know, in addition to, like, the same way that we plan our feed and, like, have, like, maybe a photo of the guests or whatever, it would be easy to do it, like, with that for stories. So, yeah, we'll check that out. We'll check out Planly for Stories and update you and let you know how it is. But as as far as the feed, I've been using it for years and absolutely love it. If I return to social media, <laughs> I think Planoly was the one that I was looking at in terms of planning, just because 
I would not be able to have the time. But, like, I remember Instagram was just, like, it was Instagram. Like, it was, yeah. like, take a picture and go and then write it with a caption. And I can't even imagine having the it's time. a whole new ball game, to baby. To do that. <laughs> so, Very like, different. I would need something to plan out post yeah. way in advance and whatever. But Planly has been the one, the number one recommendation that I've seen in terms of testing. And yeah. Um, I've worked with Sprout Social on some different things. I can general. tell you, like, you would love Planly, and I've seen a lot of yeah. the other ones, and you would not like them. No, no. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I'm like, you I would be like, it, and I'm like, um, no, 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 yeah. no, no. So, I definitely agree. That's a good choice and then my last one is breezy hr um we are at the point where we clearly as per usual need to get rid of things and hire people and have onboarding for clients and instead of hiring an hr consultant which would be the, the goal the goal is to hire an hr firm like that is to me i don't think there's ever a software program that can replace an hr person in your business Small companies can disagree with me. SaaS companies, online companies can disagree with me. But I've heard so many horror stories from clients who have a proof work or people who've worked in agencies or like 100% remote companies where they yeah. didn't have HR policies and harassment was a thing that was happening all the time. Abuse of power was happening all the time. And I very much think mediating company that's on the side of the company, but also protecting the assets of the people who work there. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to be a people company at some point, I think a person, you need a person for that. Yeah. But until we are there, until we, you know, I get your stacks right, I don't know what you, how you get there. Um, Breezy HR is the system that we were looking at to for onboarding and having all that documentation there and being able to help aid in that process because I think it's important to have a system. Yeah. Can't imagine hiring people without a system in place or working with somebody on a long-term basis. Short-term contracting, not all the time you need like a full HR system, and I totally get it. But if you're going to hire employees, and again, I've very much said since I've started this business, I believe that administrative employees are probably the best employees you need to hire because they do everything and they have a range mm-hmm. to do things versus yeah. like, I can design things if I need to. Like, exactly. And I can always contract a designer. I have eight to ten friends who I yeah. know at any drop of a dime that I can call and say, hey, I need logo done and this is this much and can you do it by the end of the week and they get it done. I can't do that with somebody to come in and personally write emails to our clients or respond exactly. back or set up calendars or whatever. That's something that's a skill set that not everyone has as we know being entrepreneurs yeah. and working with other entrepreneurs and working on this podcast. We know people it's don't have shocking. soft skills, yeah. office skin admin skills. So I very much am excited to step more into Breezy and to hiring people onto our team and kind of being able to work out our different systems and integrate them into the other systems we have. And I really am excited for the decade of new tools and new systems. So if you're using anything for your business, let us know because <laughs> I will test them. Yeah. <laughs> I think Christmas doors closed, but I will test things. And cause I always want to recommend things. I mean, if it, if it doesn't do the, like the things I mentioned, then I like could be open to it, yeah. but I'm, I'm very much about like, for me, I think that this is like a decade in a time of like simplicity and like I think that again I was all I was one of those people like I'm reading myself when I'm like oh if I have this one more tool yeah. everything will be perfect and I'm like I've really no, gotten out of that no. mindset and I'm like no no like no. just find a system that works and get it done and like be about 
Like a lot of people plan so much and they become like not about the actual productivity. So that was something that I needed to work on like myself. So yeah, but I'm like, I, like I, I actually will say that like, I won't try new things unless I know somebody who's art. Like if you tried it yeah. and then you were like, yes, you'd like it, but I won't just take a recommendation from anyone yeah. um, because I feel like that's what goes on online. It's just like, you see everyone's like recommending different things oh, and I'm like, Lord. no, because you, you, you have a, like the ability to know not just like okay this is a good tool but you know but for who your it's personality, a good, exactly. yeah who it's for right. and, and you might true. be like no you're not going to like this yeah. or no you would love it and not just for me but for other people in your life too who you've worked with like you would be like yeah this is for you this isn't so i feel like a lot of people just recommend things without explaining like why why and like what they like about also it a lot of people just get kickbacks back from things that's the, that that is the true too. SaaS companies that yeah like, your referral dollars go back into your account and if you can save money by referring system to people of course you would do and that. i feel like if i had to say like if i had to like break it down to like one word like for me i like systems that have a lot of simplicity in them right. and i feel like for yours it would be like the the connection across yeah all systems like the in, integration yes. integration like you like systems that integrate across the board I like systems that I also like systems that integrate but the the main thing for me is easy that use, simplicity like and if it's not something that you yeah I want to get in and out of it because honestly it's like yes I thank God for computers like I have built my bread and butter my entire life with them but I am so tired from being. Like behind a computer, computer screen, and I don't, I don't want to be behind one. Years. Yeah. So <laughs> the sooner like that, I can get that type of work done and get out into like the places where I am behind my camera, or I'm pouring candles on my hands, I'm doing stuff like physically with my hands, or like out and about, or talking to people face to face. Like that's what I do want to spend my time doing. So like the faster I can get out from behind my computer, that is literally my goal. <laughs> Which translates into our next topic actually so since we each shared three tools for business we wanted to share three tools for balance going into this new decade this new 2020 um and just kind of share like again there's the hustle and then there's also the heart like balance is super important to us and being able to work at the levels that we do and um you know having to be able to have these businesses for so long it only works because we have balance in our lives so instead of going back and forth i think i'll just go through all three of mine really quick and just kind of explain them Um, So the first one for me is bad yoga. And the reason I say bad yoga is because I don't, I'm not great at like making the fancy poses. Like that's not my thing. Like you're great at it. And back when you had your yoga Instagram, I wish you still had it. I um, still do. It just you don't post on it. I know. I, it's, I deactivated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would love you to post on it. But yeah, I I love to wa- you know see people do like all these really interesting poses. But my yoga is really simple. Like I should maybe say simple yoga instead of bad yoga. It's not bad. It's simple, right? Um, it's just very simple. So my practice is really simple. I don't always have time to like get into all of the different positions that are all beautiful and whatever, but I just do like basic yoga every day in the morning and at night to just kind of like, it helps me really clear my mind. It helps tremendously with my anxiety. Um, and it just helps me cause I can feel anxiety like in my body, like really bad mm-hmm. if, if it, if it sits. Um, so it helps me get that out. So I do like to work out in general for that, but yoga specifically really helps and it's really helped with like breathing and stuff. Like there are times I feel myself having an anxiety attack in the middle of the night for no reason. And so I will go back to that like, okay, well when I'm doing this in yoga or sometimes I'll literally like get out of bed, sit on the end, like just sit on the floor and do like a few quick, easy positions and 
bring myself back to like that centered place. So bad yoga would be number one. Number two would be dates. And those include friend dates and bay dates. So I'm really big on trying to make sure that I have at least two outings planned a week that have to do with like one with friends and one with John. Um, and like John and I do spend a lot of time together, like period in general, because he has the type of job that he goes to work and then when work is done, like he's, he's done. Work. He's yeah. Done. yeah. So it, that time might even be like me, like working on something and him like next to me or him helping. Um, he's been helping a lot, like very hands on with like Kismet and like he's, I think he makes candles better than me now. I'm a little um, like, um, okay. So like why is this? Man. Yeah. Like why is he better than me? He started after me and I, I really think he's, I don't know why. Like he's like, I think he might have figured out like this. I'm better at pouring, but I think he's figured out the science better than right. me. Cause we, you know, we switch it up and like, okay, let's pour at this and let's add at this and whatever and the different temperatures and such. And I think he's. I mean, it makes sense. He's a teacher, and he is really great at science. But I'm a little salty about it. But it's fine. It's fine because he's helping, so it's great. Um, but, yeah, so just, like, doing stuff together with him or doing stuff with friends. Um, also trying to, like, make sure that at least one of those is out of the house. Right. Because sometimes I'm in here way too much. And so it's important to just, like, get out and go do something. Like, we did Valentine's Day this weekend. Like, we t- said at the beginning of the episode. And it was just so nice, like... We each, and you invited two friends, I invited one friend, and we just kind of came together, and, yeah. like, I met some people, like, right. my friend who came, like, everybody met someone, basically, right. and got to know and someone, like, point, a like. little bit better, right. and it's, environments like that are really great for me, because I, like, as I've talked about before, like, I have a really hard time with, like, just meeting people and whatever like it's really stressful to me I'm very introverted but if I know someone there like I had you and Supal there and I feel so comfortable with both right. of you so the fact that there were two people there that I didn't know really well it was like oh this is fine because I know these two people really really well mm-hmm. um, so yeah so that sort of thing meeting new people or just like dates with like old friends grabbing coffee doesn't need to be complicated it can always be simple and I feel like people make excuses like oh, well, I can't do that. I can't get together with people because, like, money or whatever. And I'm, like, honestly, like, or even time, but I'm, like, honestly, like, find a way. Even if it means you, like, roll up to a Starbucks for a coffee date and you just bring a reusable mug and you just have water in it, that's fine. You know what I no mean? No judging you. Like, for, like, or, like, invite out. a friend over for tea and just have do something at home or just go, go outside and, and yeah, go around. outside and go for a walk, like, with a friend, which... I do a lot at Disney, like, not yeah. inside the parks, but in We're the just, hotels right. and stuff, in the resorts, and I'll just be like, hey, let's go, and we'll just, like, walk around the resort or whatever, and I'll bring a protein cookie with me in case I get hungry, which I, like, almost always have one on me at all times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so do something like that. And then the last one is reading, which, I mean, if you have followed me anywhere, you know that I love reading. Read um, it is literally, like, my form of, like, escapism. I've always been a big reader ever since I was a kid. Um, so I really love reading and I love reading all sorts of books, but I really do like books that kind of like, I, I, I read everything, but I really enjoy for like balance purposes and feeling centered reading stuff that kind of takes me out of the reality of like life. So whether it's, you know, just like a fantasy novel or just like nonfiction, but like fun, like I do like to read stuff that challenges me and makes me smarter shows me other people's stories but I need to balance that with fun stuff because that one year that I was like I'm only gonna read like stuff by you know people of color and women that have been through lots of things and I was like that was a very like (laughs) it was very informative year 
But it was, I got to the point where it was like, reading just made me sad all the time. <laughs> You're like, and now I'm sad. Yeah, so, bad. like, I definitely have to pick up books that make me happy, too. So, those are my three things that I use for balance um, on, like, a daily, weekly basis. I was offended when Chris would run stuff, because I don't understand balances. Can't relate. <laughs> um, don't know. It's not well balanced over here for all transparency. Um, just because I have 50,000 balls always juggling in the air, and I cannot juggle, so... <laughs> I just throw things in the air and hope they don't fall down. Just like keep throwing them. It's almost like the balloon game you play as a yeah. kid where you try to keep the balloon in the in air. In a sense, though, that's a form of balance because you're throwing something up and you're like, I will come back like, to I'll, you. Like, yeah, like, I'm yeah, coming back to you. Yeah, you stay up there and I'll come back to you. I gotta run time over here right. yeah. and get mm-hmm. this thing. So, the first thing I was gonna talk about is Google Calendar just because, which sounds like a business thing, which it is, but it's also how I keep everything like friend dates, school things with my kid, like her play dates random birthdays of people that I'm friends with or not mm-hmm. like really close but I need to remember I'm like oh I'll just put it in the calendar so I don't forget or my friends kids them kids start adding up yeah. <laughs> like people out here have yeah. so many babies I'm like I don't remember this baby was born I need to put this in the calendar and like yeah. remind myself like a month that's in advance. actually a big one is like young people young like people under eight and under, their birthdays look, cause you're not used to it it's, only, it's like okay it's only happened twice before and Even you expect me to remember kids and like after a certain time especially mm-hmm. at, like not living at home she started having kids and i'm like oh i gotta put these babies in this calendar because mm-hmm. I, if i don't see you regularly it's easy to like forget all that yeah forget all, versus like your your formative family birthdays you remember like mm-hmm. off the top of your head just because those are the people you spent your first 18 years with and you lived at home with and so. lucky for me my brothers have the same birthday <laughs> right like, exactly hey. and my sister has like the exact same birthday as a friend of mine like they were born the same day and everything which is very funny so i, I can remember that friend's birthday because it's my sister's birthday and I'm yeah like, you guys are the same age you're born the same day etc um so yes google calendar for life always recommended always have it on your phone if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. Um, second is travel. We did not travel a lot last year at all. I don't even travel at all. I don't think I went anywhere. I'm pretty sure I was here. The funny thing is, is that like it was just last year, and I feel like we don't know. Right, and I right. feel like I can't tell I you. Can't relate, like, I can't relate. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure if I go back into my calendar last year, maybe we went to Chicago, or maybe that was the year before. If it wasn't last year that we went to Chicago, then I definitely did not go anywhere last year because <laughs> yeah. Chicago. I think that year was the only trip. That I made and it may have may, may it's funny not have been like last now year. that I'm actually thinking about it, I actually did travel last year, but it yeah. doesn't feel like I did because the year was so long. It was long but I, I remember I went to New York in Yeah, you like guys June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the summer. But then I remember like I remember feeling after that like I didn't right go like I like I remember talking to my brother and I'm like I haven't seen you in like a year and he's it's like, like you were just he was like here. you were here four months ago you were just like, here since. oh you're yeah right, you're right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was a long year no I mean like it's been a lot of like time has just passed so much but we just very much were focused on and I'm trying to think like did I go to North Carolina last year I don't know. I can't remember. Why? Why can't I remember? I'm so stressed about it. No, go back. I'm old and it was a weird year. Instagram. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to like look through like Um, stuff. So, so yeah, travel this year is a big deal. We're already heading to Miami at the end of the month for work in Miami. 
which isn't a big travel, but for if you didn't go anywhere, I mean, yeah, like, not even. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I would. I, maybe I've gone also, to beach like, one time. Miami is a big travel. I feel like people don't realize how far apart things are in Florida. Like Miami is a three and a half hour trip if you're a fast driver. So like people up <laughs> well. north, people up north will be like, oh, I'm going to whatever, and it's like three, two or yeah, three states from, like, over New York to Connecticut. Like, yes, it's still Florida, but and Miami is a whole different world. Right. It is not no. like Orlando, like South Florida, and then like. Central Florida and North Florida are three different states as far as I'm concerned yeah. because we are not the same at all. And I think last year what happened was that word camp Miami. I want to say they had moved it either before in January or they moved it back. Like it wasn't in February for some reason. We very much were like, nah, I'm not going yeah. down there in this weird time or whatever. And now we have like Melissa's down there, so sitting planning to meet her while she's down there, have things happening, all the food. That's a oh, yeah. that I've not eaten. So I feel like that's kind of starting a jump start. So we're kind of planning out where we want to go. And I'm turning 30 this year, so I want to take a trip to do something that I can go somewhere I've never gone. That's a big deal versus kind of yeah. just staying here. Which I thought, like, I, last year I was, like, very much like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to have a party, blah, blah, blah. And this year I'm like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. I don't want to see you. Um, and then I guess my last thing is the art of KonMari, which is we all talked about last, which I can't believe was last year. Yeah. It was just last year that that Marie Kondo show came out. It's on been a game changer. But it feels like it was 16 years ago. Yeah. Because last year was so long. It was so long. But um, I had read, again, the, the art tidying up a while ago. And we had talked about it. I think the blogs were all talking about it when it came out. Um, very much Grace um, Bonnie talked about it back when she had her blog, Design Sponge. Um, but last year, having that show kind of in that heartstring pull of the same thing that Queer Eye does mm-hmm. of having you meet these people and falling in love with these people and how yes. this method of doing something changes their life and, our, and she explained more so like if you didn't read the book it was easy to see her physically explain how the art of Kamari works and since we moved to a new place very much more space but I am I don't want things in there yeah <laughs> so very much like get rid of stuff like don't buy a bunch of stuff I've never been a big toy person like I'm not into having 50 million toys of yeah. different colors and things and flashy. And also my kid's getting old. I don't think people she's, understand. She's organized. And when she goes on a, like a outing, she has her little backpack and like, she, has she has her, her stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and kids don't need a bunch of stuff. They're very much into the things they have. And mm-hmm. she's very much into conversations with people, which is problematic when we go out. She wants to talk to my friends. Like, they're her friends. Um, it's so funny because when we are like at a coffee shop or something and we're like talking about business stuff and she's like working on her like iPad or whatever but as soon as like you'll get up to like get coffee yeah, or, like, she starts talking. She's she'll like, like she'll like wait until you're like out of earshot and then she'll turn to me and she'll like puts her little hand up and she's like so let me tell you and then she has like her it's her story that she's been like waiting but she didn't want to be like rude and interrupt us and I absolutely love like I love it well and I didn't even <laughs> want to explain to her when Galantine's was because she knew that more than one person was coming I think she would have lost her mind Oh, yeah. And so I just told her I was going to lunch with my friend. And so she was like, you're going for lunch with my auntie without me? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? And I was like, okay, calm down. Yeah. But just the, the art of being tidy, the art of having not a lot of things. If we're going to travel a bunch. I don't want to come home. Exactly. Stuff. I just don't, I don't love the idea of having stuff. And we're very much in a generational divide, I feel like, between younger people and, like, older generations about stuff. Mm-hmm. And older generations, especially people, maybe people of color, people who are immigrants or people who grew up in poverty, 
to them, stuff is, that's where it's at. That's where your money yeah. is. And when you die, that stuff is going to be worth so much. Well, but. and that's what we've realized. It's like, A, it's not worth anything. No, nothing. Like, it's not like, nothing. It's, <laughs> it's terrible to, like, it's never a fun thing. I mean, no. maybe there's some, like, memories and stuff involved in, like, going but through it is not stuff. Fun. But it's, it's normally not a fun, fun process. It's very traumatic. And then it's, like, on top of that, it's, like, when you have stuff, you're just constantly, like, reorganizing your stuff, re, you know, like, trying to figure out, like, how to all deal right, with it, all this stuff. it breaks. Stuff. Then what do you yeah. do with this stuff? Like, it's broken, it doesn't work, or whatever. There's just no value in stuff, and I don't want my kid to grow up thinking their stuff. And I, there are friends of mine who have stuff, like, stuff, stuff like their parents did, and I I can't relate, like, I can't, like, I have such a hard time relating to them and, like, going to your home, and there's, like, like a, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not just one or two pieces that are sentimental. It's, like, it's the whole house yeah, is yeah. covered in stuff that, like, I'm like, I Whereas can't I'm relate. just like, I would rather to me spend that money traveling. Same, same. So or on like, for me like, indul- we'll just say indulgent stuff like back massages it, and then like, those you know what I mean? Yeah, experiences. experiences. But yeah. like ones that like are like catered right. to like health because it just makes me feel great. Like one of the things I want to start doing is like those IV like therapy <laughs> yeah, things yeah, yeah. where they like make it like an IV cocktail and I'm like, I'd rather spend my money on that than like yeah, have yeah. a new like purse or whatever. What, what's a purse? Like, Come on, it's gone on the ground anyway. Like it's just full of stuff. Like tote bags, tote bags are free. Um, yes. So that's kind of Marie Kondo. Follow her on Instagram. She's real cute. She got two kids. They're very cute. She talks about having kids and oh, having- and I should say just to mention, like yes, I'm not a huge stuff person, and I'm like I'm not a minimalist, but I'm like more, I lean more to that stuff. My mom is right. like a true minimalist, so and my grandparents were kind of minimalist as well, so I have that like lead to follow but when it comes to books like i can't sit here and pretend that i don't have forty thousand books so i have a lot of books and my house is covered in books i have three like main bookcases that are overflowing but i also have books in every single room so i feel like you have to find like i think that that's the thing with marie kondo she she talks about what does it give you joy and for me it gives me joy that people literally like friends come over and they will be like hey i'm gonna borrow another book and they'll Mm -hmm. come and like use my like collection as a library and that gives me joy and then it gives me joy to think about my kids reading the books that, that have, I right. have and then also like I it for me it doubles as like decor because it is a part of like my yes. personality my aesthetic whatever so you know if you have your thing that you like great but if it's like if it's just things that are just taking up space and you think you need it like she said, to be great. happy or whatever and say no it's not because there's somebody that lives near me that has chotskis all in their kitchen window and I drive by it and it's atrocious and I do not care that they love it it's atrocious <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> it's awful if you drive by those cars that have like the toys that are like glued all over the car oh, and it's always wow. somebody that's like I love Jesus and it's like all these little there's like four or five different cars in the country oh wow People, there was one here I don't know what happened to that person they maybe they used to live in Winter Haven, oh. and we used to see them all the time. And then when we moved here, they, we found out they worked at Disney because oh, we moved there. Wow. And so they would drive from Winter Haven yeah. to Disney every day. And I, they probably, I don't know, wow, they moved. But there are people like TikTok, there are always these cars at, and I'm like, no, no, it does no. not spark joy, and you need to get rid of it. And it's it's a fire hazard. It's a little fire hazard to have some things. Like, yeah. hoarding is not okay. We will not. No. Yeah. yeah, that's my thing is, like, with books is I feel like it's just, it's well, also, always... Well, it's education. Yeah, there's like, there's always books. a person that I have that can always use it, so for me, that's It's not like you have a bunch of purpose. books that you don't like either. Like, you're not going to just hoard... No, I love my books. Like, art oh. comics. That and I will read. also <laughs> say that I am a rereader, so yeah. I know some people aren't, and that's totally and fine, that's but I am a rereader, so I will reread a book. It'll take me a while, right. but I'll eventually reread it. Um, although, if it's a series, I will normally reread it 
like right before the new one comes out or whatever. So I'm definitely a rereader. And then every book I have is read by at least two people because John and I both will read it. Um, But yeah, mostly like people have been coming lately to be like, I'm going to borrow a book. And I'm like, great. And so it's just even more people are reading it. But I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to like. The day that I bring my adopted child home and I'm like, look at all these books. You're going to read all of these. And they're going to be like four or five and they're going to be like, okay. But I have side words. <laughs> I got a hundred of them since. <laughs> I also have a, a collection of kids books going. Yeah. That's underneath the um, record player. And that's where we keep all of like the kids. Some of them are like mine from when I was a child. And then... We also like yeah. as we see ones that are just like this is going to resonate with our future kids. We'll buy I will it. say, yeah, and having books in the house is a big proponent of reading. I don't think my kid would be reading if we did not have books in the house. I was a very early reader as well. I read at three. It's because my house was full of books that nobody in my family wanted to read. So I'd be like, yeah. okay, I don't talk to y'all. I'm sitting in the corner and read, and I have time. So absolutely, yeah. And it, again, for me, that goes back to like the escapism and yes. just being able to Getting like, relax out. and yeah. So anyway, so we have these um, Q&A questions. We have two that we're going to do today. Um, so the first one is, how are you celebrating Black History Month? Uh, and as you guys know, like we love Black History Month. We talk about it all the time. It's our favorite. It's the best month of the year. Um, so yeah, so I've been celebrating it by spending my money um, and supporting like small black businesses and, and like medium sized but just all the black businesses really uh, but it's like a special emphasis on the small ones um, but yeah I've had extra money which I'm like wow this is shocking like look at this extra money I don't know this is crazy whenever I have extra money to just spend on things it's weird to me because um, <laughs> normally everything in my mind goes to like a specific it's place to budget it and I'm like everything is going to the places and everything's okay wow this is magical so yeah I've just been spending extra money on that sort of stuff just like finding black businesses supporting them trying out ones that like because you have your ones that like you support or you've like been a patron of for right. a long time like for me the rap life I was is one literally that, when you said that I was like yeah. the rap life would be the I've been like supporting the rap life for a really long time to the point where my mother will buy me stuff from there because she knows like like you know right. that I love them but I've been trying to like go a little bit outside of the box and find places that I haven't heard of before I've also been doing that with like hair care and skincare mm-hmm. because there are so many new options there are like nine million yeah so right now, now I'm like so trying same. to research other like companies of like um you know I am using pattern like Tracy Ellis yes. Ross's stuff and honestly I'm not gonna lie. I think that's gonna be very hard to be. Pattern, but then I see Taraji, so now I kind of want to. Well, like, for me, I don't know. Like again, like I think that and our hair textures are very so different. different. Yeah. So like I can't even say, but I can say for me personally, and I have like I don't even know what my number is. I have like multiple numbers, but I have ringlet curls. Is yeah. like the best way to describe my hair. I have ringlet curls, and like it has been a game changer your hair is very much very similar to tracy's like it's like yes it is it is it is like it is very similar to her hair um i think that i wear mine more with like the curl in it more and she will often like pick hers out more but we can do the same things to our hair like perfectly Mm -hmm. and actually that's the literal celebrity that people tell me i look like the most um and ever since i was a kid like when i didn't even know who she was and i was really little and people would be like that's who you look like i'm like okay Okay. (laughs) it's just like people just randomly tell me that all the time because we have the hair and then we both have big eyes on similar skin complexions but yeah so pattern has worked amazingly for me but pattern also is like which i love that it's a simplistic line but it is a simplistic line it doesn't have like everything and its mom and i when it comes to hair stuff i love to do like all sorts of stuff so there's definitely a lot of 
things out there that are new that I'm trying to like explore and play with. So if you guys have any like suggestions um, with that sort of thing, I'm all for it. And then like I don't really wear makeup per se a lot, but I'm into like skincare. So finding like black owned vegan skincare companies has been something that like I've been doing a lot more of. Um, so yeah, that's just how I've been celebrating by doing that. And then also like John does a Black History Month project every year with his students. Um, and it's this year is even better than usual because the school that he teaches at is has like a 99.7 black demographic um, for the students. And so, you know, it's really fun to go in and um, he does it. Like, it. It's the whole month they work on the project and right. they present the last two days That's of February. Like, yeah the last two like weekdays of February so it's always fun to go in and I always go in and like it's a treat for the kids because they feel like they have a more of an audience with like an outside person coming in to see um but yeah they do their presentations and they're always really fun and he's very big on like you cannot pick the obvious people like you're not going to do Malcolm X you're not going to do you know Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks or any of those people that we've heard about and we know their stories so I find that I learn stuff like during it and really like he he gives us a Suggestion, like he'll write names on the board and like be like, you know, look at these people, like go home and like redo some research. And but he wants them to pick somebody, even if it's like a student that's not black, he wants them to pick someone that really resonates with them. So it's like he had a white student a few years ago that chose uh, Arthur Ashe because it's like they both like were into tennis and that sort right. of thing. So it's like they had that connection. So he's like, choose someone that actually like their story like really resonates with you. So it's cool to see that connection that the kids made and everything yeah and just them learning because you know they have like the people that are doing stuff right now in their generation it's not like those people are important as well but there's a lot of people and a lot of stories that they don't know about that unfortunately our school systems do not teach them about so it's i think it's really important to take this time to learn outside of the norm stuff because a lot of a lot of schools are just like all right here's Martin Luther King Mm. yay black people and they call a day and it's like we're really not learning there's so much to know um so I am seeing a lot of like uh more like smaller media like even um here locally we have like that group that's for women um a tribe called Venus yes and every Tuesday they're sharing about a lesser known person and sharing their story and, and the facts and stuff about their story so that I'm very, very into um, learning about people that we don't know about. I agree. I'm going to be quick um, for Black History Month. One, um, my friend Adana Dill of Rattles and Hill Heels, which is a mommy blog, and she's an influencer. She's on Instagram. She's in New York. She's amazing. Um, I've met her at a conference before we talked, and she's super great. But she's doing a Black History Month 50 book challenge for kids and that that's is, so cool now that i have a reading child that's what we've been doing so we literally ask for books from the library because i don't have any of these books i keep a lot of books in my house um to go and read these books which has been really great so we've um read about um, may jameson and the book about her was very cute it was very much like and so it relates to kids because they're mostly written yeah. from when they were kids and the perspective of kids and having them versus just some of like you said like the kind of old like, am I okay to this? Or Let's say, like, all of my, like, both my nieces and my nephew already know who I'm right. okay is, and they're right. so young. And they honestly know, like, his full story for the most part. Right. You know, all the kids get that. Yes. Um, David was on the Black Orlando Tech Afrofuturism um, panel that was um, sponsored by the Zora Neale Hurston Festival, which the theme this year was Afrofuturism. So that was kind of cool to be able to have us 
them talk about the future and not really look back. So that's going to be their theme for the next five years. That's awesome. And that's important because that's kind of the only black festival in Orlando that's just catered towards Black History Month. And that is the only one that's here. And it's not even, you know, it's not near us. It's in Eatonville, which is a historically black place in Orlando. So the fact that they keep it in that city and the city supports them and backs them and it's important to give to that. And I'll put mm-hmm. links in the show notes to all of this stuff. And then um, I watched the What Happened to Malcolm, Who Shot Malcolm, Who Killed Malcolm X? Killed Malcolm X documentary on Netflix. Everybody's been talking about it. I recommend it. It's like six parts. It's very interesting just to learn the history about the police and like what happened with the undercover stuff and the FBI and stuff that we already knew, but then just more in depth about the um, hostilities between Malcolm and the black Muslims at that time and him just leaving the movement and all of that, which I didn't. And just the way they um, show Betty Shabazz's interviews days, the same day after he was killed and she has four kids and she's pregnant with twins invasive and awful and heartbreaking and it's just comparatively because i'm so glad we live in a time where that's not happening to vanessa bryant at all yeah and she can choose her platform and she's been on instagram a couple times for her to do that because i cannot imagine these people were in this woman's face she did not have a home she has four kids she she's homeless her husband she just watched her husband get murdered like and these camera people who are mostly white Mm-hmm. asking her how she's going to continue his legacy all these hard questions yeah, like what's she going to do happened. now like, it had just happened so i love the footage that they put into this documentary just so people can see just what women have to go through a mm-hmm. with it and how far we've come and like how she's progressed and how she did leave a legacy and how she did one of her daughters is in the film she talks about a little bit about how her mom never talked about it her mom ne- and I'm, I'm like i see why <laughs> i yeah. would have never talked about this if this is the reaction i got right after is that it was boom bah. and there's an interview where she does not say anything she never looks up at the camera she does not say a word and this man is continually asking her question after question and she doesn't even look at him doesn't say anything he's like look at me look at me she doesn't say anything people have so much like strength and willpower oh my word i feel like i don't have i can't imagine um and i know this is like unrelated but kind of related there's like this little funny like it's not funny but it's like little kitschy lifetime tv movie that they did and i think it's mary j blige and somebody else and i want to say angela bassett in the movie where they play Coretta Scott King and Betty Shabazz and they talk about their relationship and I watched that a while ago when it came out and it very much talks about how different they were but how they kind of supported each other throughout the years after the deaths mm-hmm. of their husbands because it was only like you know three years in between Malcolm yeah. and Martin dying and how they were not like super close friends obviously for obvious reasons Martin and Malcolm weren't super close friends but they had just an understanding that no an one understanding else would of understand. what exactly exactly and how they were living in that time so I also recommend that it's not like it's obviously made for TV yeah embellished for what it is but yeah I recommend so um and then our other question is are you traveling in 2020 for work so for me the short answer is no at the moment <laughs> I would like to travel for work. As of right now, I don't have anything um, officially booked for work purposes, but I would love to do some speaking engagements, and I would certainly love to attend conferences as well. So if y'all know of anything, sign me up. We are traveling for fun because John is turning 40 this year. Yeah, me and Brian's big birthday is this year. Yeah. I'm really excited about his Yeah, so photo. he's turning 40, and so um, I asked him, I was like, what do you want to do? And I didn't know if he'd want to do, like, a big party or if he'd want to do... Um, like something else 
and I, he's so random. Like he's, he's hard to predict. He literally was just like, I just want to go see uncle Herb. And I was like, all right. So we're going on a like long spring break road trip. So we're going to be seeing a lot of like family and just exploring different areas. So we're going to be doing, um, in North Carolina, we're going to do Charlotte and Winston-Salem. And then we're also going to be in the Baltimore area, the DC area and Alexandria. Um, and then we might squeeze in like a trip to this warehouse in Georgia <laughs> that sells lots of like old West Elm and anthropology stuff. Uh, but that's not a part of his birthday. That's something that I'm trying to fit in for me. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be up in Baltimore in DC for most of the trip. Um, and then the following month, we literally just booked this this weekend, the following month, because his best friend from like five years old literally also turns 40 like three weeks later so they're gonna have a joint birthday cruise and it's going to be like these four it's like randy his little brother jared who's also like john's bestie and then john and then their best friend buck and the four of them grew up together in like fort myers area and they're like super close and then like myself and then anna and christina who is jared's um girlfriend are going to be going as well so it just came about really fast like they were just like let's do this and i was like i guess we're doing this okay this is happening yeah so it should be cute and it's like the ship has all sorts of random stuff there is a laser tag on the ship which i'm just like really and there's an ice skating rink which i'm actually really excited about um so yeah there's just all sorts of like random stuff to do and it goes to like uh royal caribbean's like private island Coco k or whatever and it goes to bahamas so um we've cruised like you know we live in florida so we've cruised like multiple times before but this will just be like a easy like we're not doing any crazy short excursions like we're just trying to like actually do nothing and when i travel i normally do a million things but now you can't so this yeah this will be like the first time in a while like we haven't done a cruise in a while even the last cruise we did it was my brother and I were on it together, right. so it was very productive. It was like, have to do this, have to, like, we just did so much stuff, and it was a little chaotic, um, and it was during the Christmas season, so it was just a lot going on, but this is just going to be very, like, chill. Um, it'll be the opposite of our, I think, our spring trip, which will be probably calm for John, but not for me, because I'm coordinating all the things and doing right. all the things, so, but yeah, I would love to travel for work, um, but I, like, I was in 2019, so... I was there and now I'm in 2020 so now I'm like okay I can do this again but yeah I don't know I I would like to do some workshops I really want to go to Philly because they always have like such fun like workshops so I know we've also talked about like Record, doing like recordings yeah. in different no, areas. and we shall. I'm not and talking so about it's happening. I would love to hear from y'all like if you, you have a city that is not Orlando and you'd be interested in us coming, um, that's definitely something that we'd love to put on the book. So let us know where your city is. Let us know even better if you have an idea of like a certain location that's really awesome, that's community based or whatever, and we will look into that because it would be really fun to travel with the podcast this year. Yes. Short answer is yes for traveling. I'll yeah. tell you when when we're there. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things happening. So. All right. So as usual, reach out to us uh, with the hashtag Boss So Hard. You can contact us on IG at Heart Hustle Podcast. Make sure that you're following us there. That's where we're going to be spending the bulk majority of our social time. So make sure you're following us there and communicating with us there. We're also on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod and Facebook at Heart Hustle Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.